Hey there, and welcome to the Unlocking Doors podcast. My name's Corey Mills, your friendly neighborhood realtor, and I'm excited for you to join us on this journey. And I'm Michelle Castle, a mortgage loan officer, helping you find the money without breaking the bank. That's right. We're not just here to share information. We're here to share real experiences, real stories, and give you guidance on the dream of homeownership. Unlocking Doors. We wanted to do this podcast because there's just so much more than just real estate in real estate. There's the story, the stories of people's lives. And then, of course, each transaction is just so uniquely different. And there's just challenges that happen. Challenges sometimes that the buyers and sellers are not even aware of because we just fix it. Absolutely. So we wanted to share some of our behind the scenes experiences and uh, just all of the fun stuff that goes on in the real estate uh, world. And not so fun sometimes. And the not so fun stuff sometimes. So to start off, we wanted to do our first episode and talk about who we are, how we got into real estate, let you know what to expect with this podcast. Absolutely. Cool. So why don't you kick it off and tell us just a little bit about how you got into the real estate space and you don't have to say how old you were or anything like that, but you know, uh, how, why did you get into the real estate space as a mortgage loan officer? Honestly, it was just a job. Yeah. I, I needed a job and I had been working in the auto industry and I really liked the finance side of things. And this was a similar to that without working auto. Cause of course, if you're working at a car dealership, you're working six days a week, from sunup to past sundown. And I was a single mom with, with a small child and that lifestyle just wasn't working. So I got into the mortgage space. Cool. Cool. And mine was a similar story in terms of, I, I wasn't a single mom, but you know, I graduated (laughs) from college and I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. My brother was selling real estate and I told myself, well, I need to, I need to do something to make some money. So I'm going to do that until a better opportunity comes along and I'm almost 10 years into it and I haven't found a better opportunity yet. So <laughs> it's, it's worked out. I've enjoyed it. You know, I think about the whole home buying experience and, and since that time, even whenever I got into the mortgage business, I was already on my second. Yeah. I was on my second home by then. Yeah. And I knew that I always wanted to buy a house, had no idea how to buy a house. And fortunately ran across someone that really helped make that process easy between real estate and mortgage, I know that doesn't always happen for people. And I feel bad whenever they are in the middle of a real estate transaction and don't have a clue what's going on. So the first thing I wanted to do whenever I was in the business is really be more of an educator Mm -hmm. than, you know, just someone that's, yeah, here's your loan. Now go find a house. Right. And, you know, just the education piece really mattered to me. Yeah. And that was something whenever I got started that was huge in, you, you know, just being able to show people that I at least know what I'm talking about. Cause I was fairly young and mm. a lot of people, you know, if they knew me, they knew my older brother mm. and they knew that he had been licensed for several years before I got licensed. They were probably, you a baby in the family too, in a small community. Yeah. yeah. And so I felt like, you know, for people to take me serious, they had to know that I knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. The way I did that was educational videos and really just going over like the home buying process, selling process and breaking down each step along the way, once again, to educate people of here's what you expect along mm-hmm. the way of, you know, from start to finish. And that made a huge impact. Like I would, I would have people reach out and just ask generic questions mm-hmm. and I could send them a video and that was a, a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I was kind of in my brother's shadow of trying to get business, but I knew that educational piece was 
yeah. was going to be a big So you factor. knew what you were talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I kind of come from a real estate background. So like mm-hmm. Colby had been selling for a while. My dad mm-hmm. had been investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. I knew the general mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Obviously, once you get into the nitty gritty as somebody's uh, buyer's agent or listing agent, it gets a lot more You learn more how much you don't know. Exactly. And so I really figured that out along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's where I wanted to educate people. I feel like home ownership and just owning property is such a great thing. And I think it's a huge, it's a blessing to those that are able to make it happen. So oh, good gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, you know, I'm so glad I made that first purchase because that first purchase allowed me to have the money that I needed to make the second purchase, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just really been a stair step for me. Yeah. And each experience just gives me something that I can take to the next, you know, whenever I'm helping a home buyer, there's not a whole lot I hadn't seen mm-hmm. just because I bought and sold so many properties and so many different properties. I mean, I bought one. I remember we bought this one house and we really almost didn't get the financing because the bank was not convinced that I could take it from the condemned list, the city's condemned list, to actually something that could be lived in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just going through all of those struggles of figuring out if if I wanted something, I was going to figure out how to make it happen. I was going to find the money. Yeah. And, you know, being able to take that now and help others. You know, I may not be the one that's going to give them the money, but I can pretty much figure out how to get the money as long as they right. have the ability to repay. Yeah. So, you know, all of those experiences not only have allowed me to be better at my job, but it's also allowed me to make the next purchase, which then I could take the money and leverage and make the next purchase or make other investments. Yeah. I can't imagine not starting that. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I bought my first house. I was like 20 years old. No, I think I was 20, 21. Yeah. So I was able to buy a beer in a house at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's hard to buy a house and you can't even celebrate. I know. So legally, legally celebrate. Yeah. (laughs) Of course it doesn't have to happen. We've helped some people that are 18, 19 years old, but they've had a work experience through high school. So it's not that it's impossible. And I think that's a great point. I've always, I always look at the first property I bought Mm -hmm. and by no means was it what I would consider my dream home. Mm -hmm. My wife, whenever I bought this property and we weren't married then, she was my girlfriend, but she would come over and visit and she nicknamed the house pet shop because it smelled like a pet shop. So (laughs) like by no means was it a dream property. And I always tell myself if I hadn't have bought that property, I wouldn't have been able to buy the next one and the next one. Is that the duplex you had? It was a house in Whitesboro. I bought it from my dad. Um, I feel like I paid too much money for it. He feels like I paid too little. Uh, of course, of course. We both, That's why how buyers and sellers always feel right. We both got the short end of the stick. I'm sure I actually bought it and fixed it up and almost immediately rented it out. I lived mm-hmm. in it for just a very little bit after mm-hmm. it was fixed up. And mm-hmm. then I, my dad and brother and I bought the duplex in Sherman and I lived in one side and we rented out the other. And then as pretty much as soon as I qualified for an FHA loan, mm-hmm. which I got the financing from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as I qualified, I bought them out of it and I lived in one side for free pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then I think I stayed there for two or three years and, uh, I had a very small, like it covered my principal interest taxes and insurance. And then I had to pay some utilities, not all of my utilities Mm -hmm. because the rent covered most of that, but I was able to save up quite a bit of money. But I look at that first purchase and almost view it like, like playing a basketball game. Mm -hmm. If, you know, you're either on the bench or you're playing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting any playing time, meaning you hadn't taken that first step to buy mm-hmm. that first house, mm-hmm. 
you just kind of stay on the sidelines the whole time. Mm-hmm. And there's never a great time to like, you just have to do it. You just have to. Yeah. yeah right. You can't, I don't, I don't think you can time the market. I don't think you, you thought can, you paid too much. Yeah. And just look, like everybody thinks they pay too much for, yeah. I wish I could have bought like 15 of those houses. Absolutely. I would be retired and mm-hmm. yeah, but that's mm-hmm. not the case. Yeah. So. Well, I look at, you know, I was even driving through the neighborhood. It's always fun. And we, I kind of have a real estate addiction. And so Same. I, yeah. yeah. So I've, I I've drive through the neighborhood sometimes and I go, man, I remember when I bought that house and I paid such and such. And then you look back or you even go look up the property values on those homes. And even though each one of those homes I paid, I mean, I thought I paid the top of the market for each one of them. Yeah. I mean, golly, there's, there's houses, this dates me, but 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I'd paid 50 or $55,000 for a house that's now on the market for 250. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And so it had, you know, even though I thought I paid too much, if you wait long enough, the market's going to catch up with whatever it is yeah. that you paid. Yeah. So I, I just, like you said, I wish I had bought more of them. Yeah. But I think timing the market too, I've been really fortunate in timing the market and mm-hmm. selling them when I felt comfortable selling them. Yeah. But I always had a plan for what I was going to do with the money after I sold the house, mm-hmm. which then, you know, just has allowed me to just continue to build a nest egg. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I couldn't have done it without real estate. So yeah. that's why I think this podcast is really important. So we can help people realize that, yeah, maybe it's scary. Maybe it's overwhelming. Maybe it's frustrating, mm-hmm. but it's also exciting at the same time because you are doing something good for yourself. Yeah. And just knowing your experience in real estate and my background as well, I think that this podcast is something that people can look at, whether you're that first time home buyer mm-hmm. and you get to kind of hear our experiences and the, mm-hmm. the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and how to be prepared for that, which we'll probably get into mm-hmm. in the next couple of episodes. Mm-hmm all the way up to, you know, fairly experienced real estate investors. Cause I know you've bought and sold, you've done some mm-hmm. flips, you've had rentals. I've bought a businesses, I've bought right. real commercial real estate. Yeah. Yeah. And then so that's something that some we can kind of shed some light on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be beneficial for, mm-hmm. for several different categories of people to listen to and, and get some well, insight. I think, I mean, I'm open to any stories people have or yeah. any questions that they have. So, you know, just hit us up with all of those and we'll cover them on a show too. Yeah, that sounds good. Go ahead and subscribe, subscribe because yeah. between the two of us, you don't really know what we might come up with. Right. And so you don't want to miss it. No pranks allowed on the show though. No pranks on the show. Okay. I, he's crossing his toes. I promise. Yeah. But subscribe. And then also leave us a review, but if it's not a good review, don't leave a review yeah, until the show's good enough to leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> and then continue to follow us, please. Yeah. Yeah. So we All appreciate right. everybody who's tuning in and uh, we'll see you on the next show. See you on the next show.